0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be It Works How and Why Study and Commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and in context of the material within our book, It Works How and Why. All right, folks, this is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there are going to be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text toward reaching those seeking a resource like this. We know if one person benefits from our efforts, we collectively believe, even including us, then our participation was well worth the effort. We're going to start off with our introduction, and then we're going to jump into the text, get a pen, a highlighter, and get ready to go. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is episode 38 for the It Works, How study for the Anonymous podcast. We're going to begin on page 135. Uh, in the middle of the page with something happens. But first, to give her introductions. Lisa, what's happening?
1: Hello, I'm Lisa H. I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is February 25th, 2012. My home group is Monday Night Miracles, and I attend meetings in Central Western Pennsylvania.
0: All right, thanks, Lisa. What's up, Andrew?
2: Hello, my name's Andrew G. I'm an addict. My clean date is May 16th, 2008, and my home group is no matter what in North Atlanta, Georgia, y'all.
0: Thanks, Andrew. What's up, Christine?
3: Hey, everybody. Christine O. My clean date is March 31st, 1994. And I attend meetings in the Virginia Beach and Tidewater area.
0: Thanks, Christine. What's up, Eric? What up, fam? I'm an
4: addict. My name's Eric. Uh, My clean date is September 16th, 2019. And my home group is Friday Night Clean in Bradenton, Florida, part of the Sun Coast.
0: And if you're listening on November 28th, Eric speaking tomorrow. Uh, November 29th on a meeting that's held on Zoom. So tune in. We'll we'll, we'll blast all that information out in some platform <laughs> or another. All right, what's up, Donna? Hey
5: everybody, it's Donna P here from Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is eleven twenty two eighty five. I attend meetings here in Eugene. My home group is the Solutions for Living. Six p.m. Sunday night. Come see us sometime. We're
0: rocking with thirty eight birthday cakes this week. That is right. 38.
5: That is right. Yep. Thank you very Great. much. Yep. Enjoy
0: it. All right, let's go to the Open Minds crew. What's up, Paul?
6: Hi, I'm Paul M. I'm an addict. My clean date is January 6th, 1995. I attend meetings in New Orleans and my home group is Open Mind on Monday nights.
0: Thanks, Paul. What's up, Lee?
7: Hey,
6: Douglas, Lee
7: P. Addict. Grateful to be an addict. Clean date, eight
8: twenty seven eighty seven, and my home group is Open Mind. Thanks. Thanks, Lee. What's up, Barb? Hey, Douglas and everybody. My name is Barb R. I stay in the panhandle of Florida. My clean date is October 4th, 1995, and my home group is a hybrid meeting of Open Mind.
0: Thanks, Barb. And uh, a lady who's celebrating 31 in quantity, but I think she celebrates 45 in quality, Jen, what's up, Jennifer? <laughs>
9: I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is November 27th, 1992. I attend meetings in Sacramento, California. My home group is The Journey Within.
10: Happy anniversary, Jen. Right, and our guest this evening, Wes. What's happening, Wes? What's up, brother? Wes, the addict. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, clean dates, January 19th, 2021, home groups, Together We Rise on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock and uh, on Zoom, early risers, every day, 7 a.m. Pacific time.
0: Thanks, Wes, and welcome. Nomadic, an name's Douglas, got clean March 12, 2000, Southwestern PA, stay in the Raleigh, North Carolina area now. All right, here we go, episode 38, Works Y study for the Anonymous podcast, page 135, about halfway through. Uh, down the page was something happens where we're going to begin. Christine, would you be willing to read? I want to read that first paragraph, make comments, and then we'll move on with, uh, uh, page 136. So finish us up on
3: 135. Okay, sure. Something happens when we practice the steps and learn to apply principles in our individual lives. We develop an awareness of our behavior and its effects on ourselves and others. In other words, we develop a conscience. The conscience is a reflection of our relationship with a higher power. It reflects the guidance we receive from the God of our understanding and our commitment to follow that guidance. Whenever we come together in our groups, a similar process may occur. A collective conscience develops. The conscience reflects the relationship of our members to a loving higher power. When consulted regularly, that collective conscience guides us in fulfilling our primary purpose while preserving our unity and common welfare. We develop a conscience. That in itself is like, you know, um, it's a blessing. But when I first realized that my conscience was developing within me, when I really started to realize that my feelings could be my consequences, um, that was like a kick in the gut. And um, we develop an awareness of our behavior and effects on ourselves on uh, and others. You know, I have often talked about my mouth and how it's always gotten me in trouble um, just because I'm not good at, I haven't been good in the past at saying things in a proper respectful way and um, and not knowing when to shut the fuck up. So um, <laughs> developing that awareness of, my, of our behavior, man, I'm telling you when I, I see it on the faces of the people around me, I know when I've gone too far, I can feel that shift in the air. And I really believe that that's my conscience telling me like you just crossed a line, whether it's acceptable to anyone else, I may not have crossed their line, but I have a line today. I know what is acceptable behavior for me and what I'm trying not to practice. Um, And I tell you, my feelings are most definitely my consequences today. And, And that is, that's hard to live with because I know it's my natural instinct to change how I feel. Cause somewhere as an addict brain, I think I'm supposed to feel good all the time. Like I'm not supposed to feel like a normal human. So whenever I feel something uncomfortable, my natural reaction is, oh, how can I change that? How can I not feel this way? I need to do something to make myself feel better or feel different. And, um, you guys have taught me that I need to sit in that feeling for a minute. I had someone early on tell me that, um, you know, feel it, label it, and then you're able to let it go. Because when I got here, I couldn't even label my feelings. I had to use one of those charts that they have in pediatric, you know, uh, doctor's offices with the faces. It's like emojis now, but we didn't have them back then. And um, that was how I learned how to label my feelings. And to see that process, in a home group setting or in a group or committee setting um knowing that my feelings are my consequences and then being in that group and seeing the growth of other people on different levels and bringing it all together um and doing good with it in a group i mean it still just amazes me that you can put six or ten freaking addicts in all different stages We can do the most fucked up shit out there. But then you put us in a home group setting and at least four of six of us are really going to be in a spiritual place to develop that conscience, you know, and um, and actually, I don't know. It's just like there's something about it that helps us to just exhale that collective conscience to know that how crazy we are. We're still not in control. And I know that if I cross a boundary, um, and I'm not acting in a spiritual principle, then my feelings are going to be my consequences. Um, so that's what I've got. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Christine. What's up, Jennifer?
9: I really, really like this paragraph. And and, and this goes kind of to my, you know, when we develop an awareness of our behavior and it affects on ourselves and others, especially when you're in a group. Um, and, and on the flip side of what Christine said, you know, not saying something, you know, like if I'm in a business meeting and not finding my voice and not saying like, you know, in, in some kind of group, like, I'm not sure this is a good idea. Like, can we look at it? Can we talk about it? You know, in an effort to not be um, controversial or, you know what I mean? Um, confrontational, because I always take that as being confrontational when it's really just a different viewpoint Um it's kind of that opposite thing, right? Like I've had to find a happy medium in Narcotics Anonymous and I don't, I'm not good at it all the time of where I look at, okay, why don't I want to say something or why do I want to have, you know, this this thing? And and often um, it is, you know, for not the right reasons. It's either because I think I'm right or I think that my opinion's better or, you know, um, and get into that kind of piece of it. But developing the conscience piece really makes me stop and pause and take a look at how is this group centered, right? If you're talking about the group, like I had to learn all of that stuff, awareness, behavior, effects, like I learned that working the steps and then being able to take that from myself with the people that are in my life and step away and do that with people that are in a group trying to, you know, run a meeting or run area service or region, um, it's just a whole nother way to practice, you know, what I've learned in Narcotics Anonymous. And it really comes down for me. And when, when we're talking about awareness of our behavior, like sometimes it's the delivery of the information. And it's kind of like, I, this has been a big point of, you know, like I can say something one way. Um, and have it be offensive and I can say the exact same way in a in a way that's kind and loving and get get the message across very differently and um and I think especially in a group full of addicts who all have different levels of the recovery process different levels of where they've been and uh <laughs> it just doesn't um Sorry, my son always likes to run past when we're on Zoom whenever we're on this meeting with no shirt on. So just so you know, that's why we're laughing. Um, anyway, back to what I was trying to say. Once that, once I can come together with the group collectively and be able to give information um, or opinions or thought process where I'm not like wagging a finger or shouting at them about like my ways. this is the right way. Like that collective conscience really comes together with the love of a higher power that we all have um, and that we share, you know, um, when we're all working together. So with that, I'll pass.
0: Jen, thanks for those comments. I was, I was doing during the pregame, I was reading about the history of tradition two, and, you know, how that all unfolded and stuff like that. And then one of my books and the margin I put, um, it's critical to focus on being, um, it's f- to focus on the power of example. Not example of power, you know. When when I'm approaching those conversations, so and that, and that's what your your comments made me think of. Our um, right, folks, hey Lee, would you be willing to read the first paragraph? It's it's a pretty much takes up just about all of page one thirty six. And comment.
7: Yes, Doug. Thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Group conscious can be thought of in much the same way as personal conscious group conscience reflects a collective awareness of understanding of and surrender to spiritual principles. The conscience of a group takes shape and is revealed when its members take the time to talk with each other about their personal needs, the needs of that group, and the needs of NA as a whole. <clears throat> Excuse me. Each member draws upon his or her relationship with the higher power when sharing with the group. As members listen carefully to each other and consult their personal understanding of a loving God, something happens. Solutions to problems become apparent, solutions that take into consideration the needs of everyone concerned. In developing a group conscious, a clear mutual understanding or consensus arises. Based upon the understanding gained by sharing group conscience, a group may move onto a vote in order to make decisions. In the best of circumstances, however, the group continues discussion until it reaches unanimity. The resulting solution may be so obvious that no vote is needed. And that's a lot of power in there. Um, And what's been shared also very powerful. I learned about group conscious through my first sponsor and he he wouldn't even let me say anything. Uh, he always suggested I just listen to learn. And my brain is kind of, well, kind of backwards, I guess. Um, the conscious that happens, and I have the word more in the, uh, on the side of the paragraph next to the part that says solutions to problems become apparent. And that only happens when we listen to each other. If we're in a in a, a group setting in a business meeting and everybody's ideas the best ideas to a shit show, um, and so learning to listen helped me to be at all the Jennifer just mentioned like three levels of our service structure. I've been I've been blessed to serve at all five, going down the service structure and and most of them now are leaning toward consensus-based decision-making which means we have to keep talking douglas if you and i think the t-shirt should be a different color blue and and you say oh well at least it should be a darker blue and someone else says no we need a lighter blue the continuum of that conversation has to keep going in order for us to to come to a consensus and it's really it's really amazing the first time i saw it really work was in. Uh, a World Service Conference in 2018, and it absolutely blew my socks off, blew my mind, whatever whatever words you wanna use to uh, describe an event. I had never seen that many people, like 200 plus people, uh, all have a discussion. Yes, Donna, we're gonna do it in basic text blue t-shirts. Uh, last week, they were saying, Lee, they can't see you out here to describe what you're talking about. That was just an analogy. Douglas and I have never discussed the colors of the T-shirts, but watching watching uh, a loving God—I could say that now. I couldn't say that when I got here. Uh, the the higher powers' movement through discussion happen. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's overwhelming. Um, it helps me to to see unanimity in a in a broader scope. And uh, and I hope everybody in their in their process in their journey of recovery get to have the experiences that were were in that paragraph. Uh, thanks, that's plenty of me.
0: Ellie, thanks for those comments. So, Lisa.
1: Hey, I love that Lee just brought up uh, consensus-based decision making. I feel like Jen's been picking on me about how much I hate Robert's Rules because she's been holding up her book on parliamentary process when I bring it up. Um, I'm a big fan of CBDM. Uh, But in addition to like learning how to listen in this paragraph, um, there were a couple of things that becoming a part of group conscience really taught me. And one of them was that my voice counts too. Um, Because I... I might've had a slightly different experience than Lee. I think like the way that I kind of grew up and the way that like my abuse and my trauma shaped my addiction, um, it was very much like a children are seen, not heard kind of situation for me growing up. And, you know, we've been sharing a little bit about how we apply group conscience, like in our families at home, that was not a thing, right? Like I grew up with, I mean, I'm not here to take her inventory, but like my mom was kind of a dictator and it was, this is you know what i say goes this is my roof my rules and you don't get a say and that carried over into a lot of my other relationships with like society as a whole and i ended up in a lot of like dangerous abusive situations because i didn't feel like my voice mattered i didn't feel like i could speak my opinion or my needs um and when i started you know coming to na and getting involved in business meetings i also have the pleasure of serving at all five <laughs> levels of service, Lee. Um I started seeing conversations happening, you know, at home group level. And now I see them at significantly bigger levels, like Lee already shared. And it was wild to me to see like a home group, like a family sit down and have a discussion where, yeah, we disagree on something and not everybody's needs are going to be met like a hundred percent of the time, but we can at least find a compromise where we can all be semi-satisfied with the outcome, right? And compromise was like a spiritual principle that I had no awareness of. Um, and I think like the way that I grew up, like I, I spent a lot of time kind of like conceding to what other people wanted, you know, very passive in my decision-making. But then like into adulthood, I could I could go either way with that, right? It was either like totally my way And fuck you if you disagree or it was nope anything you want right I I don't have an opinion I don't have a feeling on this so this tradition really showed me how to kind of find the middle of the road on that Um, and one of the most valuable lessons that I think is echoed here for me like towards the end it talks about like reaching unanimity thanks Lee for teaching me how to pronounce that word Um, like the resulting solution may be so obvious it was kind of railed into my head when I was new that if it's, if, if a solution is not simple, it's not practical, it's not spiritual. Right. And oftentimes I've learned that like the most obvious solutions to problems at group level are really super simple. And those, a lot of those conversations, I watched them come this full circle of like, complication and opinion and we need to hash it out and we need to process and then at the end, very end of it we usually end up coming to like a very simple and obvious solution and i think that that's really beautiful but i've learned that my voice matters in that discussion too and it is okay for me to share that even if nobody agrees with it they still listen and give it a chance um so with that i will pass
0: thanks for this comments, lisa what's up eric yeah, I
4: like uh, in the best circumstances, <laughs> the group continues discussion until it reaches uh, unanimity. Um, the principle I see lacking the most in service in my area, it's crazy too, because we got such a big area and uh, a lot of people willing to be in service, is the patience for those discussions. Everybody's always in a fucking hurry to get somewhere, myself included. You know, i got a short attention span. If we're talking about something for two hours. It's like, bro, let's... Table this till next month, you know? Let's just, let's vote, you know what I mean? Let's just vote. Fucking majority rules. Um, you know, and like, the coolest thing that I've uh, gotten to experience is me being able to ask why. You know what I mean? Like, act, knowing that I don't know and me being willing to ask why, you know, instead in the beginning, I just, uh, um, you know, I wouldn't understand why. I, people would be hesitant to do things a certain way, you know, Our primary purpose being what it is, right? And so, like, I was told, like, don't go on 12-step calls alone, you know? Um, Things like, uh, you know, this facility wants us to have three meetings a week brought in there. Let's fucking tell them, yeah, and we'll figure out how to staff it later. You know what I mean? And then come to find out we don't have enough people willing to go there. And so, you know, people are in in the facility and they see NA meetings scheduled and then fucking nobody from NA is showing up, you know, what that looked like. You know so like that being um was just some of the things that i i got to learn uh by you know being willing to ask why you know in the beginning i like just was like we should just do that shit. you know what i mean like, uh, so i don't know man but I, I you know i'm grateful for all the people that have been willing to take the time my sponsor was really good about it man um you know but like, like what you said was uh the power of example versus the example of power you know what i mean like being willing to and i get it man it's like it's like talking to my kid man. my kid asked me why i just want to say because i said so you know what i mean because i'm the adult and i know better and i said so instead of like getting down on a level and like explaining it you know um which is the right thing to do but it requires patience on
8: my part that's my comments
0: thanks for those comments there what's up Barb? hey douglas i love this tradition it,
8: it's you know, a loving God and our leaders, our trusted servants. I can remember back when I was first getting clean and somebody was getting a, a token or something and I was talking to my mom and my mom's like, well, do they drug test them? How do they know they're not lying? You know, And it's like, no, mom, you know, it's, it's, if we say we're clean, we're clean, you know, but that's what I mean. This, this shit doesn't make sense. And people looking in, they're like, what, you're just going to believe they told you that. And yeah, we do. And it works, you know? But this also, um, you know, I'm ashamed to say I was, I was many years clean and I hadn't done the traditions and I just, since I've met Paul and Lee in the last few years, done the concepts, you know? And so consequently, and and guess what? I'm not alone. There's a whole bunch, I've been in a whole lot of business meetings that weren't real healthy, you know? And and that's why it's so important because that's what I was thinking, all this kumbaya, kumbaya shit, how often does this happen? If you haven't done the traditions, the concepts, it doesn't, you know, because it sounds beautiful, you know, but you get a room full of addicts, especially street addicts, you know, It it's, you know, unless, unless we learn these people skills, because that's what the traditions and concepts are, they're, they're people skills for me to, to, you know, to navigate life and people and, and in my home, you know, and um, it's re- really cool when I did them, how they, how they opened up the world and how I saw it. I left a group a few years back. I took my toys and went home and I was doing a concept. And I realized when I did that concept, it was talking about, I can't tell you because I've done the concepts once. I'm working on them again now, which one it was, but it said about how you listen and, and this consensus, how you talk it through, and anyway, doing those concepts, I realized exactly how unhealthy that that business meeting was, what my part was in it, and and why it went sideways like it did and stuff. You know, by doing those concepts up until then, I didn't. I just took my toys and went home and said, you know, they're you know. So um, it's it it's been really important for me to do these traditions, and these concepts to get to that to that mindset where where I come from. Where I'm stepping into the human race and I'm implementing these spiritual principles and living this stuff, you know, because otherwise I'm I'm a big bad addict, street barb, and I'm it's my way, and I'm bringing all that shit, you know, t- with me, you know. So um, it's it's really um been monumental. And then what I get to do is I get to practice this stuff in, in in out here in society, and I get to practice it in my home with my kid, you know, and and um, it's just really it's really cool, and it's really helped me a lot. In uh, my social skills, because a lot of us, um, you know, we're a little rough around the edges for a long time. It's a long, slow process, you know. So, um, anyway, that's my two cents. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Barb. I see that playing out in my life as well too. We as we learn things and we make better decisions, and and this apply. I, I, uh, through step, we organ- uh, have have discover, uncovered whatever it is, like some some of the reasons why. I cannot, I I can't deal well with, like, a female authority figure, and if, a you know, in, in personal life, professional life, I'd rather fucking die than have a woman tell me what to do, really. It's hard for me to listen to it. I don't fucking want to engage, you know, and stuff like that, but getting healthier in that area, getting healthier in that area, and, and knowing that, like, it's not me that makes the ultimate decision. She doesn't either. It is what it is. It's whatever. I have a, my boss now is a you know, the lady. It's cool, Like for the most part, you know, like, it, but it's cool. You know, we 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 get there, but we grow and change. And and um, and looking at this, I, I wonder how much though, um, if if, and it goes back to like you know, Paul, you've talked about this a, a good bit of times of doing of working like a step and a tradition at the same time and stuff like that and that dance, and I wonder how, like how um. You know, is that the commonplace now? Is that kind of common to do that? You know, and I have my experience with that has been, you know, steps and then traditions. And and really, I'm Barb to in total transparency. I've read the I've read the concepts. I don't think I've ever put pen to paper on them or anything like that, you know. So, uh, yeah. So so I'd be curious, whoever jumps in. Uh, for the rest of the episode, feel free to, to to you know, what's your experience been with that? Do you do steps and traditions, back and forth, you know, whatever that looks like. Andrew, could you jump in and read the next two, bro? Starting at the bottom of 136 with group conscience.
2: Yeah, man. Group conscience is not fixed and inflexible. We know that personal conscience changes as an individual's relationship with a higher power grows and strengthens. In the same way, the conscience of a group evolves as its members mature and in recovery, new members arrive, and the group's situation changes. Group conscience is a process that may work differently under differing circumstances. It's not reasonable to expect that today's solution to one group's needs will always be sufficient for every group. In fact, that solution may not even apply to the same group at a different time. The principles involved in group conscience are always the same. But the times and conditions our conscience guides us through are constantly changing, requiring our conscience to tell us different things in different settings. It's important for us to continue cultivating our group conscience, seeking the guidance of a loving higher power whenever a question arises. Um, so for me, I, I've I've never formally worked uh, traditions. Like I've always just done step works, gotten to 12 and jumped right back into step one, Um uh, you know, like I've read through some of the guiding principles and, uh, the traditions in this book as well, but I've never, I've never done the paper on it. Um, this is as in depth as I've gone. Um, that said, you know, I, like, I love this idea about trying to, uh, free myself from rigidity, you know, the rigidity of like, this is the way that it is. It's always been this way, you know, or like, at my last home group we did it like this and so like it worked and it's got we gotta do it like this you know um like those things don't serve me um they're safe right like i get I get a lot of safety from trying to rely on my past experience as like it's the law um you know and it works then why shouldn't it work now um you know but like group dy- anybody who's been around for for a little while will tell you that like group dynamics are so different you know and like there's The one member that will come and change the home group and then the, you know, the old person will leave and then it's like, oh, it's all different, you know, give it six months and it'll be a completely different meeting, right? You know, Um, and I think for me, what that speaks to is really, and so much of what you guys have shared tonight too about, about conscience is like, really, it's so important for me as a member to put God, a loving God right in the middle of it. And like what it is that I'm letting drive me, you know, because like I, I I want it to be my way and I want it to be my meeting and I want to do it the way that I know is best. Um, you know, the way that sometimes my experience has shown me is best. And like this says black and white, like, you know, shit don't always work like that, bro. You know, when I when I am able to put God in the middle of this and let God like kind of be um, the rudder that steers me um, and all of this stuff, you know, like I'm able to free myself from being inflexible. You know, I start to become a little bit more open minded and like softer too. you know, I mean, that's something that like I've heard you guys talk about before and it really stands out to me. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not that old and I haven't been around that long. But like the longer I am around and the older I get, like I I don't feel so like being pissed off doesn't serve me as well. You know, being angry doesn't serve me like it used to. Um, You know, and being totally closed minded and like inflexible, like it just leaves me feeling like shit. Like I love that Christine talked about the feelings are like the repercussions. Like when I feel like shit, like it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal for me today, which is like the miracle of this program, right? Um, you know, a far cry from the person who was just like, "Fuck it, I'll shake off my feelings and let's go. You know, um today, when I get that ick feeling, like I want to address it, um, and I definitely don't want to make a habit of that happening in the middle of uh, of a business meeting <laughs> for sure. Um, that's all I got. Thanks,
0: Andrew, thanks for those comments. Dude. I identify with that one hundred percent, my my level of, whether it's like contentment or happiness or whatever it is, is in direct relationship with, with my ability to, to be flexible. And, and, and sometimes I'll find myself like standing, standing on something the basic text kind of lays it out. You know, we, we stand for shit. We really don't even know if we believe in or something like that for, you know, whatever reason. And just the result, I'm just fucking miserable, man. No one wants to be around me. I don't want to be around me. You know, the opposite's true, man. I allow some flexibility in my life and it's like, I have this in, increased value placed upon peace, you know, and that's where I find myself. Thanks for those comments. What's up, Donna?
5: Hey, everybody. I, I love that it talks about that our, our group conscience is not fixed and inflexible. It can't be, right? So I, I'll just give you an example of um, something that happened at my home group meeting uh, this week. Um uh, we changed things up a little bit and some of the older members were uncomfortable with that, but we needed to move into another room to do our group conscience because the meeting was filling up. It was going to be a big birthday meeting and there were lots of people. It's really noisy. So that was the first thing. It's like, oh, we're not having it in the, the same room. We've always had it in. I mean, right. It's was like, everybody has their chair. Everybody has that. We always do things the same way. But what, I, what was beautiful was um, there were some things I wanted to change, some things I want to do differently, because I'm concerned about the newcomers finding their place in our meeting, which is full of old timers. And, um, and I brought it up at a conversation at, over dinner a while ago, and people were just like, no, 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 no. So I just brought it up for group conscience. And what was really beautiful for me was I really wanted to know what they had to say. I wasn't just trying to get people on my side. I wasn't trying to, c- to control the flow. I really wanted to know what my home group members thought about these ideas. And it kind of embarrassed me when I think about all these years, the way I've been you know, plowing over the top of people to get my own way in business meetings of Narcotics Anonymous because I'm the old timer and I know what needs to happen here, right? and um but but it's beautiful that I've come full circle on that you know because um uh because I felt very different and things didn't go exactly the way I wanted them to go and I think it's going to be just fine that's the other thing too is like uh we get here we have such uh strong black and white thinking right And it's one way or it's the other and if you're around here long enough and working this process and working on these principles you recognize that just because i make it, we make a decision like this today doesn't mean it has to be that way next week if we decide it doesn't work we're allowed within the creative action of the spirit within ourselves within our groups within our our fellowship to change things up you know and um i was always really uncomfortable going into meetings where they didn't do things the way that my home group for 10 years had always done them. I just didn't think any meeting could possibly be good and meet my needs that didn't happen exactly the same way. And um, and I still like the way uh, that meetings are run um, where I'm comfortable, but there are so many different kinds. And so people's needs get to get met in different ways. Right? And I think that's really a beautiful thing. Thank you.
0: Thanks for those comments, Donna.
5: What's up, Eric?
7: Yeah,
0: these are, these seem to be
4: to me like two of the most important paragraphs in our literature period that I've read, man, like and how it relates to my personal recovery. man. like I've encountered this a few times where I thought I had, thought I had it, you know what I mean? And then like circumstances change and suddenly I'm confused on what to do, you know, and I've got to, so like, like Andrew was talking about it being, uh, feeling safe, like to me, it's like laziness disguises safety, you know, and like and that's what I was trying to do uh, the first time I went through the steps, man. I wanted to like do the work and be done with the work. You know what I mean? Like I did not want to keep having to revisit this stuff and look at it in a different way or like I wanted that one size fits all blueprint, you know, and um, I think that's really attractive, but I think it's a, <laughs> a fucking illusion, you know, it's a fantasy. Um, so I like too that it's that can change and, and and i've had the opportunity to be in a home group where we got to learn through experience uh without guidance and we we did some things we did some crazy things we were kind of <laughs> wild westing it out there by ourselves and this sort of meditation meeting we had going on man and we fucking changed our literature you know we got to experience what that was like and um yeah all right calm down andrew it was we did okay so we all we did was we changed the word god to higher power because we were trying to cater to some kind of people it might be if these imaginary people it might be offended by the word god so we changed it to higher power yeah it didn't roll off the tongue well so it took about two weeks before i finally like i said to my friend i said does anybody else feel like we fucked up here and they were all like yeah this is a terrible idea i don't know why we did this um small example you know like anyway, you know what i mean and we were able to change it back right and revisit that um so i i love this idea and it's something that i have to Keep in the forefront of my mind man because my uh, default will be to look for that blueprint and like just fall back on the old you know what i mean like the basics are, stay the same
3: but how i apply them uh, is going to be look differently
0: thanks, thanks for those comments here what's up wes
10: hey what's up family i really appreciate this experience and this discussion i've got experience with the group conscience evolving um you know thank god that it does and and that we don't have to be right all the time man you know thank i'm grateful that that we have the opportunity as a group to you know have a group conscience on a regular basis and uh right our wrongs because we've been known to fuck this up you know as addicts and uh i'm just thinking towards my own experience at my home group here, uh, in town. And we, about, about a year and a half ago, we had a, we had a group conscience, uh, decision to make, uh, surrounding a disruptive member, extremely disruptive member. And, um, we made a decision and, um, it took a, a couple of months, but, you know, our conscience changed and, and our conscience changed because of experience of other members in this fellowship and their willingness to share that experience with us. You know, and I'm grateful for that, man. I'm grateful that that I or we in the group group setting don't have to go at this alone, that there's help to be obtained. You know, um, my experience has been that, you know, group conscience is more, more productive, if I have the ability to check my defects at the door, right. And be aware of them, check my pride, check my ego, check, check judgment walking into the group conscience, um, way easier said than done a lot of times, you know, um, especially if, if, if my judgment is kicking in and I'm looking at somebody and I'm saying, you're not doing it right. You know, you, it, it becomes extremely difficult, but, you know, when, <laughs> when we invite a loving and caring higher power into our group conscience um, and we stay focused, I stay focused, I'm going to keep it on me. When I stay focused on the principles, you know, um, and, and a previous acts was sharing about patience and I'm willing to be patient and I'm willing to stick around and see this thing through, right? Um, much better results, man. much better results, much more compassionate results. Uh, more welcoming decisions come out of that process. So you know, I'm grateful that uh, you know that 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 our group conscious gives us the 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 opportunity to sometimes manually you know consider all perspectives to come to a common uh, common decision. That's all I got. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks for those comments, Wes. Paul, I'm going to ask you to read the next two. First, I want to uh, hit on that. My my home group for the first seven years um, was I didn't vote. I didn't. None of us new guys had a single vote in 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 that. I mean, it was just that's how it was. Like they didn't give a fuck what we thought about any issue. Period. It was the the dude who started the meeting, and a few of his you know of his peoples were kind of like the. Uh, you yeah, know, the, the, fuck, the council, I guess is what, you know, is what it is. And they, it, it was like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And this is how we're doing it. And that, and I think that's one extreme. I think the other extreme is, is kind of like, um, and I say this very lovingly and in context, you know, not to be taken out of context, but I think it could be, even err on the side of like dangerous to say, Hey, let's let, let's let, you know, 15 people who are new, um, vote on a meeting where there's twenty people, and so your vote carries, and not knowing what the fuck we're doing. is this going to meet the needs of the community for the meeting format or whatever, whatever? so i, I think there ought to be for new, you know, maybe have a voice, but but. Uh, Let's rely on some more experienced members to kind of say, hey, look, man, th- this has worked before. This hasn't, you know, and to, to offer some kind of guidance. That's where I'm at with that. But when I started voting after, you know, I guess year eight or re- really, it was kind of cool. I don't know if it for me. I don't know if it fucking made a difference or not. I don't, anyway, Paul, could you read the next two and comment?
6: Absolutely. A surrender to group conscience means we allow our fellowship to be shaped by a loving higher power. We are tempted sometimes to take control of the daily affairs of our group, our service board, or our committee, believing that our great concern for the fellowship's welfare could never lead us astray. However, as we become more trusting, we realize that the group is directed by a loving higher power. Our reliance on the higher power is, de- is demonstrated by our willingness to carry out the direction expressed in our group conscience, believing that all will be well. Any group, board, or committee can become bogged down in disagreement or sidetracked by seemingly insurmountable problems. In these situations, it's important to focus our attention on the principles of the program and the solutions they point toward, not our problems. Agreement is reached when we step out of the way and allow a loving power to direct us. Yeah, I mean, surrender is the, the, the thing here. And... To your point, Douglas, about doing steps and traditions, this uh, tradition is sandwiched between the open mindedness in step two and that decision making in step three to ha- be cared for, not just some kind of higher power out there who is, you know, making all the decisions, uh, but a higher power out there who is caring for me, Paul, in the particular, and being caring for my home group in the particular. And that is a, a new concept for me. Um, the conscience part, I was I was going to share earlier, but I, I got wrapped up listening to everybody. I think what has come to my mind, and especially if you're new and listening to this, that's so I, I'm not I, I feel like I'm going out on a tangent here, but fuck it. I'm going to do it. Um, the idea that somehow conscience is directly related to my staying clean is a is a wild concept. I did not understand that my lying and my stealing and my cheating was leading to my shooting dope. I kind of had that on one side and this on one side, and I didn't realize that those all those things were in the same boat. And so when I develop a conscience in here, it's not because I want to become a goody two shoes. it's because I don't want to get high. And if I go down that slippery slope, i'm 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 closer to getting high again. and And so this conscience that we are talking about, and the group, Comes from me having some principles, and 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 to Barb's point, look, every every um, guideline that I've ever seen for any position in Narcotics Anonymous says has a working understanding of the twelve steps and twelve traditions. There's always a bullet point. Nobody ever asks if they didn't. and nobody ever probably does, including myself, at many times in my service history. But we say it. <laughs> but you know, to the concepts, we don't, we don't, as a fellowship, all the time make those decisions and, and choose people based on those decisions. So, you know, we get what we get when we're all screaming and yelling at each other and trying to be right, you know, to Wes's point and and we were all yelling at each other when we all could have taken just a moment when somebody raised their hand and everybody went, "Oh, thank God, it's not me." <laughs> and we all go, "I, I, I, Bo, yep, 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 he's got it done, done." And that moment where we could just stop for a second and and say, "Wait, is this the best thing? Not just for the group, but for the member." Because what happens is we shove people into those holes and then have to make them do what we want. And it's not fair to them and it's not fair to their recovery. So I don't know if I, I went on a great tangent there, but uh, that's that's it. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Thanks for those comments, Paul. What's up, Andrew?
2: Hey, sorry to jump back in here so quickly, but I was really struck by... Um, so this first sentence, any group board or committee can become bogged down in disagreement or sidetracked by seemingly insurmountable problems, right? Um how many times in my recovery in a group or just in life have I faced a problem that I was like, this is fucked, right? Like I'm so fucked or like I'm not I'm not gonna get past this. um and, and the thing that kind of rang in my and it it happened when Donna was sharing earlier about like, my recovery not being fragile, right? Douglas, like you always say, my recovery is not fragile today. And I think about how that works in a group setting, right? Because sometimes this all seems like it's just sitting so precariously of like, if we change the meeting script, then this is all going to be shit. And everybody's going to know that this meeting is shit and nobody's going to come and a bunch of people are going to relapse and die. And it's all because we change that one bit or because we decided to read the just for today daily meditation and not just for today, the reading, right? Like d- this really dumb shit. Um, and, and I mean, not to say that it's dumb, right. Cause we all have, look, if if that's the flag that you're planning about, like, I, I will not read the second half of the 12 traditions. It's too fucking long. Like whatever that's on you, you know, but it, it speaks to like what, what Lisa said earlier too, about how, for me, I can get so hung up on my own my own stuff, on my own solutions to seemingly insurmountable problems that I will talk myself and complicate things in a big circle. And then I find that the group conscience, we all rein each other back in and come into something very simple. And it's like, oh, why did not you just fucking say that in the first place? You know, <laughs> like... It it always is so much more simpler and so much more straightforward and less fragile than what I make these group problems, these meeting issues to be in my head. That's all. Thanks.
7: Thanks for his comments, Andrew. What's up, Jennifer?
9: I think we know a few folks that are <clears throat> taking control of the affairs of our group, me being one of them at some point. Um, our service board or committee believing that great concern for the fellowships welfare could never lead us astray. And, and, and the way that I liken that is, you know, being a part of the group and there's no, um, you know, there's no change in the trusted servants. And I know I'm looking for another word and it's not coming for me, but we need to, you know, expand and invite other people in to be a part of the process. And I think when you have the same four or five home group members, Um, that are constantly running rotation of service. That's what I was trying to think of. Thank you. And so I think this, um, this really adds to that, that they, you know, my love of my home group shouldn't be so intense and I shouldn't be controlling it, trying to keep it a certain way that I'm, you know headbutting with people that i'm arguing that i'm you know that i'm not even consulting my higher power you know and and sometimes i think all of our intentions are good but we don't stop i'll say i don't stop long enough to really look at the whole picture and 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 my, and my home group can be very scary to people that are new i mean i couldn't sit still for 10 minutes we have 10 minute silence and and during our meeting and there's no way and so often as home group members we made a collective decision that in order to invite newcomers that when we see people That are new that haven't been to the 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 meeting before that we you know explain to them ahead of time right like hey welcome this meeting is about the eleventh step you know and then we put our names in this bowl and you know at the end of the meeting we draw the names and so we kind of explain it to them um, not because for any reason other than we want to welcome people to the process and we want them to stay. But there have been times where we're in a in a meeting in a, in a business meeting and somebody's like, oh, you turn the lights down too low. Like it's these little teeny tiny problems. Oh, you did this. Oh, you know, oh, we didn't do that. Or, or one of our greeters didn't show up. Instead of that really loving process of let's welcome everybody in the door that, that we know either hasn't been here or we haven't seen, like we may know them but not know that they've come to the meeting. And it, But it did create an environment and it continues to in our meeting where now when we're at the home group, it kind of changed our focus to <clears throat> more about how to better the meeting versus what happened that we didn't like so that we're not in some insurmountable argument about how dim the light should be during our 10 minutes of silence, you know? And that really simple process and change in focus for us has really changed. Um, and I will say that, that, when we don't focus on the tiny little problems and we may bring them up and say, Hey, can we address this really quick and talk about it? And everybody goes, yeah, we should, or shouldn't, or whatever. We've really learned to like talk about that stuff and move on and then really grab on to like, um, how we should focus the meeting that's best for the next person coming in the door that hasn't been there before. So with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks for those comments, Jennifer. What's up, Christine?
3: Hey, you know, um, all this has got me thinking about I, I always talk about home group meetings where, you know, like my idea wasn't voted in and everybody else was wrong, but I went with it because it was conscience. I'm going to tell you that there was one vote in my home group of something that we brought up that I brought up that was the sweetest victory ever to me, like me and my friend were high fiving because the conscience went in our favor. And it was to turn our meeting into a non-smoking member, into a non-smoking meeting. And um, you guys remember back in the day when they were all smoking meetings, man. And I'm telling you, the thought, the fact that I even put it on the floor for a vote got old timers shooting daggers in my direction because I was newer to the group and I mean, never in a million years did I think it would pass that night, but I wanted to get the discussion going. And um, I mean, they were real quick, they didn't want much discussion, put it to a vote and it passed. And I mean, it was the sweetest feeling ever in a home group meeting that I've ever had. (laughs) But um, that brings me to, um, you know, I've heard Douglas talk many times about, you know, the hardcore in the beginning in his early recovery, and you know, not voting in home group meetings, and you know, I got it hardcore in the beginning as well. Um, but I cannot imagine uh, not being able to find my voice on a home group level early in recovery. You know, when I think about it, I'm like, well, you know what? If newcomers voting uh, at a home group meeting would put us off the rails, like we wouldn't be here. Because it all started with home group new members voting in a home group meeting, and um, and so that's just something that I know we all get exactly what we need in the beginning. Um, And I have seen meetings go awry with the group conscience being a direct reflection of the spiritual health of the members of that home group. Um, I've seen some crazy stuff through the years, but there's something so much bigger at play here it, with a higher powers guidance that it always seems to write itself. you know. So, um, so I am a believer that even when stuff goes off the rails that there's something so much bigger at play here that it will write itself. And everybody's learning the lessons that they're supposed to learn through that situation, whether it's their voice, whether it's patience and listening, Um, but group conscience is, um, I mean, I, I love it and listening to, um, there was something that I wanted to say about what Paul had said, oh, about, um, conscience and, you know, it really was like a light switch moment for me when you were talking about, um, Those were the lying, the cheating. Those were the things that, you know, I got high over. And when I first got here, my thought was getting high because of those things is the only my only source of sanity. Like I really told people, if you lived 10 minutes in my fucking head, you'd get high, too, you know, so where it says in our literature that that total psychic change occurs. It took me a long time to get to that point where I was like, oh my God, the drugs are the problem. You know, like I do all of these things because of the drugs. The drugs aren't the relief from the behaviors that I'm exhibiting. So I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but I needed to put that out there because the light switch really plugged for me. That's all I got, thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Christine. What's up,
8: Barb? Hey Douglas, um, you know I was just sitting here thinking, and and it was so important. Even before I learned all these spiritual principles, I think you know I I kind of went back to the first uh, group conscience that I was in, and how it blew me away. You know, coming from the animalistic level that I came in at, and seeing people sitting around discussing, first of all, inviting H.P.N. In, And I think that's still important. I've been in some business meetings where they just rush through, you know, it's important to say invite HP in. And then, um, it just blew me away to have a vote and have people discuss. And and um, I just kind of reminisced on that, you know, because where I came from, my mom was like, you know, like what Eric was saying, because I said so, you know, and you don't show anger and you shut up. Kids should be seen, not heard. And then, um, you know, out in the streets, <laughs> we weren't sitting around discussing stuff and taking a vote, and <laughs> you know, and treating each other kindly, you know. So it it was monumental, that first business meeting, you know. And and I've learned a lot. And, and what I did was uh, pay attention to the old timers or the, my predecessors. And I still do. Paul and Lee teach me how to be kind. Working these concepts and stuff like I'm doing now, I look to because Lee's done service on so many levels. And, and I look to them to, to help me hone this stuff because it says um, we are so, tempted sometimes to take control of the daily affairs of our group. Well, I just, in the last few years, realized that control is an illusion and that I'm not in control of shit, you know, piecemeal. I start, I gave up shit, you know. So, and then I like this where it says, um, at the end where it says, when we step out of the way and allow a loving higher power to direct us. It's just since going to Al-Anon that I've really started stepping completely out of the way. I wasn't stepping out of the way in some areas and didn't even realize it. You know, so this stuff is a process, you know, for me. And and a lot of my predecessors, it's attraction, not promotion, have mirrored or have shown me or have guided me, or I've I've thought, you know, that's who I want to be like, you know. And and um, and then lo and behold, I'm I'm like them. You know, I always talk about my first therapist was this strong, independent woman in recovery, and um how I said, Oh, I want to be like her someday. And a few years ago I realized I am Jenny, that I am her you know, and that's what you guys do. You teach me how to be, then I strive and I can, and I can be that. And I, it was many years before I did the traditions, but you know, sponsees are like your kids. You love them. I I get these young girls. My girls do the traditions now. They don't wait till, you know, all the years that I do. I have a girl in the traditions. Now I have a girl in the concepts, you know? So that's what we know better. We do better. And and we want to give it to them. We want them to, you know, to save them what we had to go through, you know? So, um, and I would just, I would just encourage you, don't wait like I did, you know, because they, the traditions and concepts just opened up the world for me. They were just, you know, and, and the concepts were a little hard to understand even, at, at, you know, this is my second round through, but they've really just um, opened my, open my world and opened my people skills, you know, especially if you're like me and you come in with zero people skills, you know, they're valuable tools. They help me. Uh, navigate life and stuff and in my relationships with everybody so you know this program and, and that they have the steps traditions concepts for a reason and there's there's principles spiritual principles behind every one of them you know and they have just served me well and they've just opened my world and um it was really Lee and paul that really helped me to um to really understand that to motivate me so um you know i encourage you to do them And then, like, my sponsor just told me, you don't get to beat people up with them, (laughs) you know, just because you do them. (laughs) So, anyway, um, I'm grateful to be here, and I love you guys. Thanks.
0: Love you, too, Barb. Thanks for those comments. All right, folks, thanks for kicking it with us for the past hour. Always, if you find somebody um, that could benefit from this resource, please do uh, provide it to them. And also, uh, looking into 2024... Um, we have some cool things on deck for 2024. Looks like that we're going to do a concept study, which is uh, really neat. Um, the daily check-ins are going to transition to adjust for today, uh, kind of like what we did a couple years ago. Um, have people from all over sharing on a new one each day. And this group, as we finish the It Works, looking into another piece of literature to dive into. And then also the first of each month in 2024, going to be the anonymous podcast in print going to be a newsletter. It's going to be pdf and blasted out. So uh, you'll see more information hitting the, the Facebook page uh, on that. All right. We love you, folk. Hey, thank you for spending some time with us and walking on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so and reach out to us there's a podcast number there's a Facebook page um, and you probably um, have contacted one of the squad already continue to do so pour into us, allow us to be filled up and that way we can continue to pour into you I love you folks